0: Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allendary, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health literacy and communications expert. That's me. Talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, welcome to Noise Filter. This is Dr. Mark Calendary. Dr. Griggs is not able to be with us today. So this is one of my favorite segments uh, in which I get to review some of the interesting public health research that has come out in the past week. So let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> Okay, so now let's talk about super-spreading events. As you know, as a public health professional, we try to decrease the likelihood of these as much as possible. But one thing that we are seeing is that political rallies as we have seen from about June to as recently as October, uh, right before the election, there were a number of political rallies that were happening. And the political rallies that were looked at in this study were not the ones that were done in cars where people were socially distanced. These were the political rallies that were done where there was large groups of people that did not observe social distancing and that did not wear masks. So we're looking at those political rallies in particular. And the question the authors ask is that, did those political rallies lead to an increase in COVID-19? And what they did is they studied 18 rallies that were held between June and September, and they compared those to 18 comparable counties where rallies were not held. And what they found was that where there was a community that had a rally, there was an increase of more than 250 cases per 100,000 residents. That number by itself may not mean a lot to you, but that's a lot, of cases, that is a large number of cases, to to go up for a particular community, and what that did is it resulted in more than thirty thousand confirmed cases of COVID nineteen, and likely led to more than seven hundred deaths. So let me just kind of summarize this for you: that political rallies that occurred during the months of June to September that occurred either indoors or uh, where there was a lack of social distancing and there was a lack of masking resulted in more than 30,000 confirmed cases as well as 700 deaths. So we recognize that when we see these images of people that are all clustered together at a rally, what we have here is confirmation that these political rallies were super spreading events. And so let's move to the next study that also was a super spreading event that was also evaluated by the CDC. And this one is COVID-19 spread unchecked at indoor hockey game. So you see what I did there? (laughs) Unchecked, indoor hockey game. Anyway, uh, I wish I could take the credit for that, but I can't. The question here was there was a hockey game that occurred in June of 2020 in Florida. Unfortunately, again, none of the players uh, wore masks either in the locker room or during the hour-long game. And what they found as a result of this was that 14 of the 22 players later did test positive for COVID-19. And what they found was that the indoor space and close contact between players during the hockey game did increase the infection risk for players and created a potential for a super-spreading event, especially with ongoing COVID-19 transmission that was happening. So in this case, again, indoors, uh, hockey, which is a physical sport, and of course people are getting close to one another either uh, on the benches or in the locker room or certainly on the ice when they are uh, checking one another. The other thing about this study that I I did go and look up was I remember that the NHL, National Hockey League, also had their finals, much like the NBA did, and the NHL did theirs in a bubble as well. Now, we've talked about the NBA here many times about how great they did, but what I didn't realize is that the NHL also had a bubble. They were in their bubble for 65 days, and they had almost 34,000 COVID-19 tests that were administered to club personnel, and they had zero positive tests. So I just want to give kudos to not only the NBA, which we've done multiple times here on Noise Filter, but I do want to give some kudos to the NHL as well. And what we have seen is that it is possible to play professional sports if that bubble is respected. This next study is really looking at COVID-19 and the differing case fatality rates that happen in different parts of the world. So we know that, for example, like uh, let's say uh, Italy, which had case fatality rates of like 10% or the UK of 7.1% or Sweden 6%. Now, why is it that they had those case rates when you also compare that to the let's say uh, Israel, which had less than 1%, and India that had one5 or even the U.S. that had a 3% case rate. Is, was the virus different? What accounts for the difference uh, here? And so what these researchers did was they essentially analyzed data from 20 20- most severely affected European countries and USA and Canada, and what they found, interestingly enough, I guess it's not really a surprise, but what they found was that the countries that had the highest case fatality rates were also countries that had older individuals. In other words, they had higher proportions of older individuals that lived within the country, so, you had uh, higher rates of, of those that were older in Italy or, or the UK or Sweden. And that accounts for why there were these higher mortality rates in those countries. And what they also found was that higher case fatality rates were also associated with poor testing policies and rates. But the one thing that I think we're going to need to recognize is that this marked variation of fatality rates across countries are going to diminish over time as experience with COVID 19 increases. And so, will be able to test this hypothesis if we do see a leveling off of, of fatality rates uh, and so I, I expect that to happen also one of the things that the authors asked for was more standardized data among the countries and so that this way we'll all be able to share with one another and and, and I think that's a that's a fair request <music> Okay, so let's talk about COVID-19 and HIV. My day job when I'm not doing podcasting or medical journalism or being a COVID doctor is caring for people living with HIV. So we've talked a bit about HIV here on Noise Filter, and what we've pretty much talked about was that there may be some protective effect that HIV medications has that some folks are on. In other words, by taking HIV medications that this may protect you from developing either severe cases of, uh, of COVID or possibly protecting you from mortality as well. One of the things that is becoming clear is that people who are living with HIV do not have higher rates of COVID than people who don't live with HIV, and they're not hospitalized at higher rates as well. So that's great. So, And these are for people who are taking HIV medications. Those individuals that are not taking HIV medications, that does not necessarily apply to. I haven't seen the numbers at this point to be able to determine one thing or the other. But what this article did was looked specifically at people living with HIV that are hospitalized. And what they found was when compared to HIV-negative individuals, what's the rate of mortality? And so this study in the UK, and what they found was that in persons under 60 years of age, that there was an increased risk of a 28-day mortality of, of over 200%. And so this is a little different than, I think, what... What we had initially thought, this is, of course, one study, although it, it did occur over several hundred hospitals across the UK. I think that it it is interesting. I think that we should consider that people living with HIV may be at increased risk for mortality when they are hospitalized for COVID-19. So again, something for us to think about and keep track of. Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home. And please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.